come come summertime. So I don't know. I'm stretching these. I've got a couple fans. They're running on 24 sevs. Uh, I'm just, I'm just trying to stretch it out, and you know it's tough because it's not a great. Uh, I mean, you doing anything else to try? Yeah, icing down, taking cool yeah. showers. What are you doing? What I got doing? wet hair. Yeah, yeah I'm drinking no. cold drinks. I've got an right. ice machine, so at least there's that in the fridge. Oh, oh, the fridge has oh. got an ice machine. Uh, trying to lay down on the uh, electronic bill, the electric bill there, but you got an ice machine in your fridge. Yeah, Showing yeah. We don't the have like of wealth you have. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about, John. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to my refrigerator and get some ice. Not like John, he doesn't. He can't get no ice. <laughs> Because no one refills the trays in his refrigerator. A rumor around the club is that John still has to use an ice tray. <laughs> a troll, can you imagine? Having to put water in a tray and then freeze it? <laughs> I can't. I can't. Uh, now would you get me some of that crushed, dirty, dirty ice? Tastes like <laughs> dirt, but I didn't have to make it. Let's go. go. You know we gotta keep it hype all day and night like this. Showing love when we can. Shout out to the super fans, uh huh. You don't really wanna miss pop soccer, stay lit. So if you ready, we ride and take it back to the 90s. From movies to the video games, just a couple of nerds keep it so entertaining. Hey, pop soccer. In 1995, goth rocker and budding film auteur Robert Zombie opined in the form of song, More Human Than Human. Now, almost 30 years later, Pop Saga dares to ask the question, Is it humans better than Invasion? That's right. Welcome to Is It Better Than Secret Invasion, a new semi-regular series that takes a look at unpopular Marvel series of the past and compares them to the measuring stick that is 2023's Secret Invasion. I am Forrest, and I am joined as always by John, and I would like to start uh, off today's show with a quote from Blackagar Boltagon, Inhuman and King of the Moon. Uh, yes, very well said. Uh, anyway, let's get started. <laughs> More human than inhuman. Yeah, I guess it kind of works. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 ours is, isn't humans better than invasion? <laughs> I still know what I said. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, it's a perfect intro, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, First off, uh, you know, right at the top, I want to apologize. I have to have the window slightly cracked, so if we hear any outside noises, any planes flying by, any dogs barking, any other thing that you might hear with your window open, uh, apologies to all the listeners out there. It's hot as heck up here in the PNW, and so I've got a fan on, i got the window open. And we're just going to have to go with a more naturalistic show today. Thanks for the warning. I was about to tell you, I was hearing a bird chirp out there. And well. We need you to close that window if you can. Yeah, too bad. Yeah. Not going to happen. 
Sure. Just it would, it would just I mean, be a desiccated remains. Uh, were that to happen, even for an hour. Oh yeah, it's real bad. It's real bad in here. It's like I have the window open, I have the fan going, and it's still unpleasant. Uh, it's not good. Yeah, not great. Not particularly great, John. If I'm totally honest. Well, I mean, I'd hope you'd be. Like, you shouldn't lie about it. If it's uncomfortable, it's uncomfortable. And, and it. indeed, it is. But before we go any further, let's uh, let's do a new segment we like to do on the show. Yeah. That is, um, let's hope it's it's a short running segment. Um, but uh, this just in. John's health update. <laughs> How you doing, pal? I'm getting there. Uh, aches and pains have subsided a little bit more. Uh, the chiropractor and everything seems to be working. The traction bench when I go seems to be working a little bit. Um, uh, the, the, the best news as of late has been my constant headaches are now semi-constant. Oh, so you know everything's coming up, John House. I'll say, <laughs> wow, <laughs> lucky yeah. you, because it it's been two weeks, pretty much since the accident. It's been just nonstop. More, I guess, more than two weeks now. Um, uh, but nonstop headaches, and Ugh, that's, that's been awful. like the the least favorite part out of it. Uh, everything, which was already a very unpleasant uh, anything, was just like just constant ice pick through the through the head but now it's uh only only it's intermittent now so i'm doing better thanks for asking thanks for asking yeah of course yeah uh this just in that's been john's health update now over to jim with a story about how puppies are taking over the moon anyway (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) listen i'm not good at improv we established that already well we established that i'm not good at it but now i guess we're establishing that neither of us are good at it it's one Um, of the many things we bonded over (laughs) definitely it's like hey do you want to form an improv troupe nope excellent (laughs) (laughs) terrible at it just terrible that's yeah, okay. I, uh, uh, I I always used to think that I had, uh, you know, I could uh, speak off the cuff uh, in a way that was at least approaching, um, you know, uh, understandability or, cohe- you know, some sort of uh, thought cohesion. But uh, sure. lately, when I have to give a presentation about something, I've been completely scripting it, and the amount of compliments I've gotten... Have me concerned <laughs> about every other presentation I've ever given in the past. Uh, and I'm like, well, great. Now I can never give an off-the-cuff uh, presentation again. I'll have to script everything from stem to stern uh, because now, because I just won't. I mean, now that I've gotten any sort of positive feedback, uh, I'm afraid to, to lose it. It'll slip through my hands like a, like a raccoon trying to wash off cotton candy. Yeah, which a raccoon definitely would do. But see, here's the thing: is you're you're looking for that praise when you should just be like me, and just don't care no more. <laughs> That's a that is a superpower in and of itself. 
that sounds lovely. I would love to uh, care less. I mean, it is a double-edged sword, though. I'll, I'll tell you. It's like one of those things where it's like, I don't care. But it would still be nice to hear, though. though, 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 though. Yeah. Yeah. You, it's, it's always good to have a little positive. You know, that little bit of validation. It uh, doesn't matter how old you get. You never stop wanting it. Well, look. One time, uh -huh. I, I had to host a panel where I had to uh, ask questions of a panelist. And... Uh, obviously, I don't really write anything for this show. I don't really do. I just whatever's in the brain is what comes out for uh, false you, modesty. Oh. You uh, you did you've been doing some amazing intros lately that are all written. Hello. Yeah, but like that takes a considerable more amount of time than uh, honestly. I should just be more off the cuff and be true to myself. Mm. Um, but I, I had the host panel. I only had one question in mind. But I was like, how do I get there? Because this was one of those questions that you just can't ask at the beginning. You know, like you have to, has to be during the conversations. So I just thought of a bunch of questions asked there and everyone came up to me afterwards and said, wow, that was an excellent question asking and stuff like that. You, how long did you prepare for this? I said, oh, you know, a long time. Took, took a long time thinking about it and everything. But no, I was just flying off the cuff. Uh, I was like, uh, Doc Holliday, shoot from the hip. Oh, wow. Did you at any point uh, say that you would be somebody's Huckleberry? Uh, in fact, I did. It's how I introduce myself. I say, I'm John. I'll be your Huckleberry this evening. Yeah. And everyone goes, oh, okay. I feel a lot more comfortable now. Whenever I watch that movie, uh, he, he, Doc Holliday in the movie, played by... Uh, the movie I'm referring to is played by uh, Val Kilmer quite mm -hmm. quite ably and iconically. Um, I he looks so sick in that movie. It he makes does. I immediately just like go like take some vitamin C and you know just like, maybe I'll do like a thirty second workout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, I gotta he... get. I gotta, what if I end up looking like that guy, all you know, uh, clammy and sweaty and pale? I mean, when I saw him, I was like. Did he really have tuberculosis at the time? <laughs> like, did they wow. give it to him or something? Like, he, That's he's some method TV right there. You know, like, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, the the the, the paleness to his skin, the, like the bags underneath his eyes, and it looked like he dropped a bunch of weight too. So he, yeah, he just looked. Uh, uh, he didn't look that great, but he man, looked is, real bad. But man, is he awesome in that movie! Such a good, uh, such a great movie, such a good role. Yeah. Ooh. But do you not... like? Is that your? Uh, is that your preferred? Because there was those the two movies that came uh, out yeah, around yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah. Wyatt Earp can go kick rocks. Yeah, that's the Costner vehicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Tombstone every day, all day. Yeah, Tombstone's. I think Tombstone's better because it's more cartoonish. Yep. Uh, and I think that that's where. That's like the best versions of that story because I think history has proven that the it's not clearly it's not as clear of a story as as I think was initially presented that whole showdown at the OK Corral business. Uh, but uh, I, that's why I think the more cartoony, sort of less believable version is uh, is the better one. Plus, they all kind of look very iconic and memorable. Like, I don't even remember what anybody looks like in Wyatt Earp. 
I mean, they just look like Kevin Costner with a just mustache. Cool yeah. poster though. Yeah, it's 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 a good it's a it's a it's a good poster. But I still even like the Tombstone poster. Just like that black border and then them walking sure. to the OK Corral. It's just got very, it's there. I mean, yeah. let, let's be fair. I guess out of like all of movie posters, they're not that great. I, but it's, you know, it's an awesome, it's an awesome poster. But it compared to those two movies, though, yeah. Give me the the randomness of tombstone because sometimes you felt like they were improv in there from some of those (laughs) scenes you know they're just kind of making up things as they went yeah Uh, i if you if you held a gun to my head i could not put the scenes in order i don't think i just think of them just like i think of just random scenes completely out of order i think if you were to put a gun to their head they couldn't do it either (laughs) 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 what happened next oh i don't remember that was the time the the fake director left and uh, kurt russell had to uh uh, direct this whole scene i mean it, it, it's also like that a uh, time when he just called himself kurt russell and we just left it in it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> love it. but yeah no i love i love, I love that movie oh, i'll God. be a huckleberry i'm val kilmer <laughs> leave it in we this is the they call me one take charlie print uh, <laughs> do we still do that? Okay, good. We still do that. It was on film. <laughs> still on film. Before the advent of digital, before the Phantom Menace came around and and uh, changed cinema forever with its uh, expert application of we di- no that wasn't that wasn't Phantom Menace. That was Attack of the Clones. I think. I think Phantom Menace was still shot on film. Don't quote me on that. I think you're right. I should know this, but I don't. No, but I, I don't, I- John. It's, I mean, look, after the 2000s, everything kind of becomes a blur. I don't remember things like the same way as I used to. So, like, I'm <sighs> sure I'm sure it was uh, maybe Revenge of the Sith was all digital. But, it, it definitely was. Uh, and I think Attack of the Clones was, uh, for whatever reason, in my memory, uh, The Phantom Menace has more of a, uh, of a delightful patina, it feels like more like it's a uh, was filmed on film, but I'll have to look that up. Uh, oh, more later. S- more uh, real sets too, though. So that that's definitely true. This not as much green screen. Yeah, the green screen and uh, oh man, Attack of the Clones is just something to behold. Yeah, and not it, a movie that ages all that well. Which is funny because then you go to Revenge of the Sith a few years later, and it actually holds up a lot better. So, yeah, they definitely figured it out. I think at that yeah. point. I mean, still tellable, but you know, yeah. I mean, but like, it's fine. It's fine. But like, you know, the, that weird fake uh, uh, pear thing that Anakin floats over. Just, I mean, it just looks like it's how many bits. Maybe maybe four, maybe five bits worth of texture yeah. there. Something I was just like, I that was a Sega Genesis worth of uh, texture right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Phantom Menace was the final Star Wars film to be shot on thirty-five millimeter film until The Force Awakens. Uh, so there you go. Oh, well, um, okay. Starting on starting in Attack of the Clones, uh, they switched to digital, and you know they tried. You know that whole experience, I think, developed digital camera uh, filmmaking 
to an extent to where it is, uh, you know, it is, it's still in use today and, and looks a little, it just kept looking better and better. So many things we have uh, George Lucas to thank for. Yeah, uh, I also got him to thank for every time ticket prices went up. Yeah, that's a good point, man. <laughs> yeah, every time he put out a movie, kind of glad he stopped, to be honest, just just to make sure that the tickets prices cap out at a certain time. Yeah, yeah I know. I, w- I went to see the movie uh, Red Tails, and... Uh, oh. No. And the the ticket was the cost thirty five dollars a pop, and I was like, "What's going on here?" Red <laughs> tails. God, I forgot. Even, I forgot that movie came out. Yeah. Well, here I am, here to remind you. Thanks. Uh, Just what I needed. Such is my such is my the curse in life. But uh, maybe I can't remember all these uh, these these details because of the, or at least I'll blame it on the a- 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 alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which leads me directly into uh, everyone's favorite segment, where they all come to us to listen to. Uh, that's right. What are you enjoying this evening? I, I took it in a different direction. You did. You took it. <laughs> you took it in a direction I was not expecting. You made me spill my drink when you did that <laughs> that way. <laughs> just clean up my table a little bit. Okay. Well, what are you cleaning off your table, John? Why don't you give us a, a, a tell? Well, we had uh, some people come over uh, this past weekend. And, uh-huh. Um, and uh, one of them was nice enough to bring me a Pabst Blue Ribbon. Oh. But it's one of their uh, high seltzers. Oh, my. Ah, yes. Why drink bad beer when you're going to have salt- seltzer that is good? I don't know. We'll see. It's mango blood orange. That's <laughs> mango blood, my favorite flavor. <laughs> gonna go all over your microphone pretty soon too by the sounds of it um well it doesn't have that weird like when they try to flavor things with mango and it tastes more like coconut for some reason oh yeah yeah okay i don't it doesn't, doesn't have, that. have that that's good the mango is very light the blood orange is like non-existent It's not, I think because it exploded all over my <laughs> table, so uh-huh. the, some of the uh, carbonation in there, it's a little flat, but just tastes like if you were to float a mango and a blood orange with the skin on in some water, and then just pour that water into a can. Mm. Yes. I don't mind it. Okay, there you go. Perhaps maybe you've really found your stride. You're not just hipster, ironic beer anymore. Uh, you may have cracked the seltzer code. Watch out, White Claw. There's well, a new wave tiger in town, and it's this kitty's got claws. Yeah, well, I mean, you sure. know, the, the tagline tells you everything. It's a different kind of buzz. Oh, like. this buzz for you. Think, think. Uh, so, I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, not so bad. Not so bad. Well, I, okay. I, will, I would drink more of them. I'm, uh, 
or see what other flavors they have. Just see if there's something sure, that's yeah. a little bit more. <laughs> Shop it around a little, a little bit. A little more pop. I don't need to settle on mango blood. Figure yeah, it out. Yeah, mango blood. Yeah, yeah. That's what I call mango juice. Everyone does. Or nectar, to be more specific. Sure. Peach blood, mango blood. Make me a delicious bellini with that sweet, sweet mango blood. <laughs> I mean, you say it all the time. I do. I'm trying to get it going. It really it is in support of my uh, my very elaborate Vampire the Masquerade <laughs> live action role playing. <laughs> um, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna just leave that one. You know, I could be. Listen, I could be. You'll never know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, you, uh, been compl- you have been complaining about the heat as of late. Uh, yeah, right, yes, because I can't stand the sun. Get it? Mmm. Give me some of that mango blood! Um, but, uh, John, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we're talking about Inhumans today, so in honor of that, I'm just drinking straight-up sour mash bourbon whiskey from Tennessee. That's You felt that was Inhumans-worthy, huh? I mean, I, I'm going to need it to get through the rest of this discussion. Not to give anything away. Fair <laughs> Find enough. Find out if enough. I liked it or not. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ah, hopefully that some of that came through. A little bit of liquid pouring ASMR for all you folks out there. But it's a nice golden straw color. Tastes delicious. Because it's a Tennessee sour mash, um... It's a little bit different than your standard bourbon. Not as sweet, a little bit more smoky, a little bit more character. I'm a big fan. This, of course, as is my way, this is Trader Joe's uh, private label branded. So who knows what this is actually, what company this actually comes from. Um, but I'm here for it. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. I love whiskey. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, so that's what we're enjoying this evening. Why don't you grab yourself a frosty beverage of your choosing? Sit back, relax, and let's talk about. Um, I fell asleep during my intro, but uh, I'm awake now and ready to talk about Marvel's Inhumans from all the way back in 2015. Yeah. Now, as I mentioned in the intro of the show, the purpose of this new format is we're going to take a look at shows and individual episodes. Because to be honest, Marvel has has not had that many misses when it came, comes to TV. Um, but they've certain there's certain episodes that have been derided of certain other shows. We're going to take those episodes and we're going to hold them up against Secret Invasion and see, you know. Did we not give Secret Invasion uh, a fair shake? How do these old episodes measure up to to this this new disappointment that we have experienced? You know, it tried its best, uh, didn't land for uh, for me or John, um, and we're gonna use that as sort of a, a measuring stick for these other shows. We're gonna evaluate evaluate them against it. Uh, John came up with a terrific suggestion uh, of doing Inhumans. Um, cause that is another show that, that folks didn't, it got a full, I mean, it got a se- whole season or I guess at least yeah, part yeah, of episodes. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But uh, that was it, and certainly uh, not well looked on at the time. But has this time that has passed, has this, you know, almost uh, maybe eight years since this premiered, um, has that changed how we view it at all? Uh, was was the cameo of Black... this uh, What I'm choosing to believe is this version of Blackagar Bolt Gun in uh, Multiverse of Madness... Um, is the fate of that character, spoiler alert, uh, change the way we look at this at all? Um, we're going to find out. Let's dive in. Yeah. Uh, first of all, folks, don't blame me for this one. All I mean, John's I suggest, idea. I mean, yep, it is my 100%. idea. <laughs> but so here's the thing. When I saw the trailer for Inhumans, uh-huh. I was it, years ago, I was like, no, thanks. <laughs> I'm good. I'll stick with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh-huh. You know, and then, of course, the, the Daredevils and all that stuff that came. But I was like, that's as far as it goes. Humans? No, thanks. I've never seen it. So the first time I've ever what? seen it. <laughs> what? This is really why I brought it up. This I was is thinking, your first time ever seeing it? Oh, this yeah. is news to me, folks. Yeah, no, this is the first time I've ever seen it. I had Jesus no Christ. Idea. Oh, Jesus. So, I was Look so bolts in your house. You oh, no. Lockjaw <laughs> just appeared. Or is it, is it the mask? Excuse me, I mean Triton. Did he appear in your house? Uh, uh, no, I mean, I... Uh, uh, the mask. <laughs> I saw him. I was just like, oh, I'm Triton. smoking. <laughs> it's like, what? What are you smoking? Wait a minute, is that what... Is that what the mask says? Sure. I'm smoking. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what he says, lights right? up. He lights yeah. up a camel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two packs a day. That's what I'm smoking. Yeah, that's right. Somebody stop me from smoking. <laughs> it's really bad. It's making me look like that Triton guy. From the no, uh, I was so uh, surprised to hear this. My phone literally leapt out of my pocket. <laughs> onto the floor gobsmacked by this revelation okay well this yeah. definitely puts a, a little bit more of a special uh, special spin on things yeah, uh i, I, I have I, seen several episodes perhaps oh. the entire first season although i don't clearly remember uh, well that's uh, well that's good you you've seen it you don't remember it i've never seen it and hoping to end up in your state of not remembering it but we'll 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 go from there I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, okay, well, fantastic. Uh, so this show, does I feel like, do we need to, I think we need a little context for this show. Because sure. if folks don't know, and I don't blame you if you don't, because like knowing all this sort of inside baseball is something that I'm very interested in, vis-a-vis -vis studios and, and rights holders and all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, but I wouldn't blame you if you're not so interested in it. Um, but, um, back before Disney acquired, um, Fox, and indeed before Disney acquired Marvel, Marvel had sold off the film rights to many of their, uh, marquee characters. It's why Sony still makes, um, or at least is credited on the new Spider-Man movies and makes their own Spider-Man movies with... In uh, into the Spider Verse, uh, the trilogy there, um, uh, and uh, similarly, they sold off the rights to the X Men to Fox, 
this meant they couldn't leverage one of their most popular IPs when um, after Iron Man blew up and they they were really you know cooking with steam, and so and again this is a lot of this is conjecture and assumption, but uh, there was a period of time where the comics side of Marvel was very much pushing uh, Inhumans to become a bigger thing. And humans was a group of characters that were never all that popular, uh, especially in the shadow of the X-Men, but they really tried to kind of push them to the forefront. Didn't really work with the comics all that well. Um, so much so in fact that Kamala Khan, who is a, uh, a, a, a breakout, one of Marvel's most successful recent characters was recently retconned in the Marvel continuity to be a mutant instead of an inhuman. That's so how how much they're going, the links that they're going to sort of erase this from their history. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the comics push coincided with a um, with a push in larger media to make Inhumans a tentpole franchise. Um, this was initially announced uh, at the at their Comic Con presentation as being a movie. It was later transformed into a series, and that series was had I think it got its episode count chopped, and then was chopped itself, canceled after the first season. But the conjecture has always been that this was Marvel's attempt to see if they could get something else off the ground that was. X-Men adjacent, but mm-hmm. of course not X-Men because they didn't have the rights to do that at the time. Yep. That's exactly how it seemed in <laughs> you know, all their moves that they were making within the comic books as well or definitely were mirrored kind of in this series uh, a little bit from my understanding. And yeah, they definitely elevated the, the position. They, they gave the Inhumans their own books. They gave several of the Inhumans members um uh their own like uh issue their own books that they were headlining um they tried man they tried e- even, though i mean yeah we still, we still win yeah i mean we we're, we're good i mean she's still good it just i mean it feels like that retcon in the comics was just to mirror what uh, happened uh spoil, spoilers in the uh disney plus miss marvel show um which I guess makes sense. Like, I mean, it, th- this inhuman groundswell, they felt like they needed to explain it, so they set it up in, uh, uh, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. In, in explaining, like, Terragenesis and getting Quaker powers that way, and then uh, explaining it even a few years before the Inhumans uh, TV show, and like you said, it was supposed to be a, a movie originally. Um Getting it, getting it so that way it could hopefully explain some of the uh, inhuman back history without having to add too much more to it. Because it probably took like eight episodes just to explain them before you. <laughs> and, and yet, they they had very few, if any, crossover characters. The aesthetics are completely different from the two shows. And there's almost no... There's almost no uh, meaningful connection uh at least in this first pilot episode that would kind of make that handoff make sense a weird a weird choice for a, a company that was pioneering the shared universe concept yeah but it even felt like the um 
the people who are probably behind the you know the Kevin Feige and the the movie machines over there were like eh, TV, not in the cards, <laughs> you know, not really. <laughs> or in the you, cards. you just you guys do your thing, yeah. uh, have fun, play in this little sandbox. We'll eventually disown you, Agents of Shield. Sorry to say. Yeah, you know, like it'll start cl- off like it's meaningful to the entire mythos that we're creating, but we'll just uh, kind of, we'll just kind of abandon you out there. I mean, look, the first season of Agent of Shield is rough until the end, which then ties directly into Winter Soldier, which then makes it go like, oh my god, it is interconnected. This is awesome, and yep. then they're like, we'll never do that again. <laughs> Hope you like that. That'll have yeah. to sustain you for the rest of the show. Yeah. <laughs> BT Dubs, we're going to space. <laughs> we're getting rid of y'all. What? That's right. Agent Coulson is alive. He was dead, and now he's dead again. Now he's evil. <laughs> anyway. Now he's a clone. Now he's a dead clone who's alive and evil. What? Okay, but I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Whatever that might be. Whatever you might do. Indeed, yeah. Uh, and so that, I think that's the important context to keep in mind. Um, with that in mind, this show premiered uh, back in 2015. And um, man, right at the start, even when I was watching it, I had that feeling. You know that feeling you get when you're watching something you know you want to be good. You want so bad to be good. Uh and it's not, it's like every time you're hopeful about a decision it's making, it then it just kind of takes a quick left turn into, into not not good territory. Yeah, I mean, I'm like 90% there with you. I think really the show just suffers from being in the shadow of uh, Game of Thrones. Right, that was it, the, the the whole thematic framing here of this this royal family uh, living hidden on the moon. Indeed, yes, you yeah, know, that's where they're. That's where Atalan is located, the the hidden city of the Inhumans on the moon. That's right. These kind of an experiment done by the Kree to create some like superhumans, leftovers, and all that stuff. They. They found him a nice little home on the moon, a crater on the moon. That's fine. Um, but, it, you know, this is meant to have that, like, Game of Thrones sizzle. From the, I, I could tell, like, someone would watch a few episodes of Game of Thrones and then try to imitate, like, some of the shots and uh, <laughs> everything within the episode. And you just kind of go, like, cool, you're not Game of Thrones. Don't do that. Like, <laughs> stop trying. Stop trying. Just don't do that. You're, you're just a superhero group. Maybe. <laughs> uh now John are you saying that at least partially because uh there is some star crossover with uh with the Game of Thrones in, in the uh in the form of uh of one what's his name it's a, it's uh, a, well I know he's Ramsey the bastard in Game of indeed. Thrones but it's I think it's Ewan Rion Rion, I think. Your guess is as good as mine, friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he's your, you know, between him and your Anson Mount, those are like your kind of your uh, credible 
actors for it, and then yeah, bringing him in after uh, Ramsey, you know, was kind of dealt with in Game of Thrones. Spoilers, spoilers. I'll live if the spoiler which wants to come get me for that, um, or I won't. Yeah, come at me, spoiler witch. I uh, know. I'm giving the thumbs up. Right from out from under the bed, I see the uh, the, the 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 desiccated arm of the uh, the spoiler witch, and we're getting a thumbs up. All right, great, cool. Great. So yeah, so you bring this guy in who adds a little bit of credibility because he was so. I mean, he played a really good job of being a real evil dickhead. Sure, like, super hateable villain on Game of Thrones. Yeah, so why not bring that over to your show? And then, yeah, you cast him in the character who you want the audience guessing where his allegiances lie till the very end. Just kidding. We already assume that he's the bad guy. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to talk about typecasting, but if he ever is in a role where he is nothing but a good guy, I still won't believe that he was a good guy in the chat. I think he might have still been up to something. Yeah, what, you seem like a little bit of a sneaky guy over there. Yeah, you look like you're up to... You. Uh, shenanigans and uh, skullduggery. Yes. Maybe some yeah, legend <laughs> All that stuff. Uh, we, we open on a very strange sequence, a sequence that it looked like it's almost like it was shot, and uh, cine- the cinematography was, uh, was done by a different director and DP. Um, it's a real weird sort of run through the jungle. Um with uh, starring a girl with cat eyes and the aforementioned The Mask, Stanley (laughs) Ipkiss, a.k.a. Triton, everyone's favorite inhuman. Those of you who don't know, Triton is in the comics anyway, a scaly green guy with a fin on his head um, who has all or at least most of the powers of Aquaman except that he can't breathe on land, if I remember correctly. Uh, he can. He just needs, like, I think he needed a little apparatus or An something. apparatus, yes. He can't yeah. naturally uh, breathe on land. This character, on the other hand, does not... Uh, there are so many points in this show, and indeed in this first episode, where you can hear the purse strings a-tightening. Uh, <laughs> and this is one example of that. Uh, as you mentioned, the, the mask... AKA Triton, AKA Stanley Epius, um, that we see our very first in human, besides this girl who's on the run from a bunch of gun toting uh, mercenaries through the slow motion rain. Um, he's there to, to shepherd this, this woman away from danger. And uh, instead of, did you notice, John, that instead of a fin, in the first of many perplexing design based decisions by this program, Mm-hmm. Um, they just gave him kind of a ridge on his head. <laughs> yep. 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 They kind of like if you were just like the, you know, tightly roll up a napkin and place it on your head and just cover it with some green goop. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, that was one of them. There's, a, there's a, there's a lot they did to this makeup that just made it, um, how do I put it kindly? Uh, really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, do you think that they were like because the 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 scenes in which it is revealed that Triton is dead, or at least I we don't see a body, so we but we assume that he is, or at least we're told that he is in the first episode, 
are shot in such a way, and the effects are, are a cer- a, of a certain quality that makes me think, like, they had a whole bunch of other scenes with Triton, and they were like, nah, we can't. We gotta cut it. This is... I could see the flaps. I could see the flaps of the makeup. The ridge isn't doing it for me. Uh, sorry. Why did, why did we try to extend this dude's cheekbones out? Uh, you know, like, or his jawline is a lot further back, even though that's probably not where the actor's real jaw. It's it's a very somewhat angler, but mostly smooth makeup that definitely mm-hmm. screams someone's like, oh, we got to put the dog in this show, so do what you can do in 15 minutes. Yeah, we, we've we got a, an entirety of, of 10 minutes of Medusa's hair to animate, and that's all we have budget for. So really, like, just do a first pass on this guy. <laughs> just yeah. do, a, like, you know, when you're when you're modeling something or 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 sculpting something in, let's say, a three D program like ZBrush, you might get as far as this design if you're blocking something out. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. You're just like, this is roughly how the proportions will go. Of course, we'll add detail later. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll fix but it poor, up. Poor Triton does not get that um, sort of courtesy. Uh, because uh, both he and the girl are fairly unceremoniously uncere- murdered right at the start of this thing. Uh, it really tripped me out that that like they the they're being pursued through the Hawaiian jungles by um, by a mercenary squad, and mm-hmm. they are using M sixteen with with the M O two one whatever the that's not right M O two three I don't care. The grenade launcher attachment under the M16, and uh, and I, I don't know why, because bullets seem to do the trick. Well, it's when you definitely want to make sure something's dead, you got you to throw a grenade at it. Oh, really? Because yeah. how they were aiming, it did not seem like that they were intending to actually hit these people with the grenades. Well, it's a grenade. You know, it's a, it's, oh, excuse yeah, me, it's a... Those. It's a TV show grenade. That thing blow up. It take like, you know, 30, 40 feet with it. So like, yeah, they don't need to aim when you have one of those magical TV grenades. Yeah, um, but they do sh- just shoot him with a bullet, and that's what gets him. He does, and then he does sure. fall off a waterfall. Yeah. So like, you know, like I mean, the bullet bullet probably made him like, oh, it hurts a little bit. Then, boom. Oh, I gotta go dive in the water now. Uh, <laughs> Oh, God, my makeup, it hurts, it burns. How surprised were you with the amount of blood that came out when he hit the water? It was a lot. I was like, it oh, was, damn. It was, a, we're like, they, we can't, they're like, we have to cut out all the rest of this Triton scene, so we have to make it clear. Really sweeten up that blood uh, in post. Really make sure there's a lot of it. Uh, also, Triton's whole shtick is that he is good underwater. You think and that's true? He falls into the water, and we get no, we get nothing. We get nothing water-based with Triton. He just runs through the jungle and dies, looking like a goofball. Oh, you think this? They, you think they could afford an underwater camera? <laughs> no, no, no. I was looking for some uh, Sequest, Sequest oh, level CG. They should have just had him in front of like a blue screen, just little reflective uh, window in front of the lens, so it's giving that kind of weird underwater sure, scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, 
uh, well, I guess if they had done that, then they wouldn't have had the ability to do this amazing transition that we see next. Uh, because we transition from the rolling waves off of the coast of beautiful Hawaii to the rolling hair of a very awkward sort of pre-sex scene. Yeah, it's not a way I really need any any TV show to start out. Uh, no. 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 Not feeling it. Not feeling it. Especially it's when a, you've not been introduced to either of these people yet. It's just kind of like, what? What the fuck is this fuck? It is very, it is very interesting. Uh, this is, of course, premiered on uh, ABC back in the day, so it, it did not have the sort of uh, latitude that a streaming show might have. Um, Medusa, if you're not aware, is the character who we were talking about who has long, flowing red hair. Um, her power is to be able to control every single strand of her hair and make it into a bit of a... Uh, she's like an octopus if you had like hundreds of arms there you go <laughs> kind of um, and uh, we're introduced to her with and her giant flowing locks uh, as she is situated sort of laying on top a a, uh, a, a young nude hair suit Anson Mount um, as they sort of make out and her hair is, is positioned in such a way to to suggest that nudity is happening somewhere under this morass, but uh, not to 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 you know uh, allow our prying eyes to fall upon any of it. Yep, thank the maker. Save us, save us from that, please. <laughs> thank goodness. Thank. But goodness. you're right. We have zero context for either of these people, so like you're you're just kind of introduced to them. I- in the middle of the, the their very sexy steamy moments, and I guess the, what they're trying to tell the audience is like, "Hey, look at these two hotties." Yeah, sure, that's great. Yeah. Sh- sh- show us the hot ones, but like, no, no, you tell us who they are first. Like, get fifteen minutes into the episode before you you, you kick it off like this, because so far all the context is I got a green dude get shot in the water. Now I'm in this random place, and there's this really giant like it's still though to be fair not even enough hair for medusa nope no it was still disappointing even though they went to great lengths uh for a little bit we'll detail later how what they had to do obviously in the response to the the purse strings being ever tightened Um, per scene like each one There's just like there's like a ticking one of those flipping counters that's just counting down at an insane rate. <laughs> it's uh, like that Key and Pill skit <laughs> when the dude is doing his music video. <laughs> it's all epic and tells it's him in the backyard fighting with himself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's it's the real version of that. Um, and. Uh, we are the whole sequence of how we're introduced to everyone on the show is very baffling because this feels like episode three of a show. Like it feels like they are confident they've done enough groundwork where the audience has enough context to even relate to anybody. Um, but you haven't and you hardly know anyone and you so much happens in this first episode. And yet it feels like nothing happens at all. <laughs> it's, it is a supremely, 
disorienting disorientating and odd experience yeah it 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 is something where like an agents of shield tie in even sooner or at the start of this could have made it uh a little bit more understandable of kind of what was going on or provide a little bit more context though i would say there was enough nuggets in this for me that made me go like I wonder I what, mean, you know, like, I wonder where they're going to go with this. Interesting. So you're right. You might actually pick it up. I didn't say that. I just said that there are some things that makes me wonder, which is better than I was expecting. Okay. Well, that's, I think that's fair. Um, but the story, how it unfolds next is it's, uh, it's more or less a story about the, um, the, uh, I would say jilted younger brother of Blackagar Boltagon, played uh, who is played by Anson Mount. Uh, the younger brother Maximus, uh, the aforementioned uh, villainous uh, Ewan Rion, 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 like Rion. Yeah, it's R H E O N. So. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, um, sure, Rion. I like it. Yeah. Uh, he might. He not, plays, but... maybe not. But he plays Maximus, uh, an inhuman who, when he went through Terragenesis, was granted no powers. And so he lives in the literal shadow, because Ansemout is basically towering over him, uh, of his uh, older brother, who is king. And it's clear from the beginning that he is he's scheming and untrustworthy, and nobody likes it. Uh, which is that it because it, that sets us the audience up to be not surprised at all uh when he eventually uh, takes over the seat of the of the throne of Atalan from uh from Anson Mount aka Blackagar Boltagon aka Black Bolt. I don't know if he's ever called Blackagar Boltagon in this show. I mean, hopefully someone admonishes him like you know episode 3 or 4 like that's Blackagar Boltagon to you. Or like Blackagar Boltagon, you get over here right now and finish your porridge. You know, something Yeah, like no that. one's saying that because, spoiler alert, he does kill both his parents with his very strong voice. Yeah. I mean, that, he fucking, does. that scene is the, <laughs> it's the worst. He's it's just hilarious. like, why? And then his parents just turn into <laughs> mist. Mist, yeah. And uh, if he would have had a TV mounted on that wall, that TV would have been gone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a very interesting thing to carry, care about, but I like where your head's at. Well, I definitely didn't care about his parents because they hadn't set up anything showing him how to be a good ruler or anything like that. Again, no context. I don't care. Like, I just found it funny that, you know, he's just like, why? Or what? And it's just yeah. so... <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Why? Uh, and it, yeah, I mean, there's so many baffling parts of this. Like, they try to set up a cool um, flashback-style uh, motif and, where they will have the actor as an adult sort of in, inhabiting the same space as the memory they're having of themselves as a child. But it's just always confusing for like the first three, the first like 30 seconds until you're like, Oh wait, okay. This is the past. It's like something I think you'd get used to after like a few episodes watching it. And then you'd be like, okay, yeah. I kind of get what they're doing right here. But the first thing you're like, 
uh, did you edit this out of order? Uh, I think you edited it out of order. What is this scene? Why is this here? They also, they set up a lot in the first episode. They introduce us to all the major players, I guess. We get introduced to Lockjaw, the uh, the gigantic bulldog who can teleport. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get introduced to Crystal, um, which I guess is Medusa's younger sister, uh, who's got light powers. Nah, it's uh, technically elemental powers, like water, fire. That's what she's normally in the comics known to throw. This stuff that she's doing, I had no idea what that was. Yeah, I don't. I'm not quite sure. It just looked like light based powers, but it was. They didn't let her. They didn't have the budget. I don't think to. Well, yeah, they use didn't. Them. Yeah, they didn't have the budget to let most of them use their powers to like the full extent. But more importantly, they did not have the budget to make that hair thing work for her. They all. really didn't. I and I feel so bad for this actor. Uh, Sarinda Swan, who plays Medusa, she's doing the best with what she's got. Yep. You know, the the costumes look uncomfortable. The hair, the wig looks in just unhinged, just awful. <laughs> it's uh, and then when it goes CG, it's not much better. She gets one scene to show, sort of show off how cool it is, and then they shave her literal head. Well, that was Medusa. We were yeah. talking about Crystal. Granted. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you jumped around. I was just so focused. I jumped on... around. We well, were. You no. talked about them not being able to you make the hair thing. Oh, you were talking about Crystal's hair thing. I was talking about Crystal's hair thing with that weird black band. You know, like in the comics, she has the black band with the uh-huh. little geometrical shape on the back. But this one was just like someone just ran some uh, black spray paint across the back of this uh, hair real quick. and said, "Okay, we're good." No, I mean that's exactly what happened. It's not like that somebody did that. Somebody well, very much I, did yeah, that. That's, that's fair. Okay, you could right. see the edge of the stencil, I swear. <laughs> I mean, because I was just like, what? Come on, man. Like, I, I know it doesn't necessarily translate, but you could have done that in a lot of different ways than just what they did. But anyway, you know, the, the way Medusa's hair animated, holy Yes, and I feel, but I don't. I do not feel bad for Crystal's actor, but I do feel very bad uh, for the actor who played Medusa, Serena Swan, because yeah. she had to get her actual hair shaved actually all the way off. And you know, maybe that was the look that she was going for. But I just think about the quality of the show and the fact that it only lasted one season. And I just imagined if I was her, just be like, Ah, oh, what? No. Really? I did what she- now? I shaved my head for this. And it's only because they came to me and were like, oh, no, we did a lot of tests with the hair. It just doesn't work. We can't do it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they couldn't do it. Holy. It is. Couldn't, it is, it couldn't is. he just, like, cut my hair into a nice bob or, like, even just, like, a pixie cut? No, no. No one will ever believe it. It's got to come all the way off. No, we got to sit there. Even though, you see, this the thing that drives me crazy about most of these shows, because I mean, I get it. You can't scale the powers appropriately because you run into something like this. Either, you know, it's really impractical or going to be really difficult to animate, whatever it might be. But like her hair is super strong. It's not just like she could move it, but in the comics, it can, she can lift like almost more than a ton with her hair. Yeah. It is like supposed to be nigh impenetrable. It's super cool. This guy just has so a pair this guy, of wall clippers. Like it's, well, a, it's, 
he went, he dropped by the supercuts, borrowed one of those clippers, and then it's just so unsci-fi. Uh, it is remarkable that they were just like, I don't know, just get clippers. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just it's it's, but it should, they're they're not on Earth. Yeah, but you know, like forget it. Just get some clippers. It's fine. It's like just hide the cable. You don't even want to get wire. Well, you know, like wireless clippers. Nah, nah, nah. whatever. Just fuck it. It's it's in humans. They need wires. Yeah, that's put cool. some reflective tape around it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, so, over the course of the episode, uh, they present several problems. One being that they have an obvious. Uh, they they don't like humans for some reason. I guess they're just jealous of Earth. I'm not exactly sure why. Um, the uh, they're afraid of being discovered by the humans, though. Even though they seem, even though um, Ramsey's over there, <laughs> Ramsey uh, is uh, <laughs> is very confident that just just the, them going to Earth, they could easily conquer it. And yet, when uh, a, a a Mars rover type robot runs into the invisible shield of Adelan. Uh, we we get uh, Gorgon as they pronounce it in the show. Gorgon goes out there and and stomps it with his hoof, um, potentially exposing them, and that causes a bit of strife. The main conflict of the episode comes when it is revealed that uh, Black Bolt sent Trident down on a secret mission to retrieve this other Inhuman, um, and that led to Triton's death. Uh, which it seems like at least some of the royal family or the the royal uh, the royal um, group that it, that comp- comprises the royalty of Adelan is is um, upset about, uh, mm-hmm. and um, that really gives uh, that really gives Ramsey his, his opening uh, to to enact this coup that he's been planning for so long. Um. It's not really clear how many people are on his side. It seems like he has the support of a lot of people. They try to show, they're like, he has the ear of the people. Right. And they try to show that by him talking to a crowd once. And the crowd seems maybe like 20% on board with what he's saying. Yeah, everybody else was just like, felt like it was a mandatory meeting. They are just yep. uh, waiting for this to be over and go back to the mines, I guess. <laughs> yep, right. <laughs> yeah. Again, Adelaide is, I'm not sure exactly what they're trying to, to, uh, like say to us or, or present it. It seems like in, in a in one way they're trying to say, oh, this is like this really ideal society. But but they because it's so small, they have to have a what what Maximus refers to as a strict caste system, which is if your powers aren't cool, you eat, you work in the mines and eat gruel. If your powers are cool, you get to live uh, with a tree near you. <laughs> Yeah, you get to you get to sit on a stool. Yeah, yeah that's right. There you go. That rhymes better. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we're. <laughs> did you notice that when Gorgon shows up, Gorgon's thing, if you're not familiar, is uh, he's got like a he's got sort of a satyr thing going on. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, uh, he's got kind of hooves for feet, and when he showed up. You can tell the actor was having real trouble with those those hoof shoes they got him to wear. 
Yeah, so much so they just decided to ditch him when they send his ass <laughs> to the planet the second time. He goes to Earth. They completely forget about the structure or anatomy of these things that they gave him. They just gave him really big boots. Yeah, like he's just gonna like he's just gonna stuff his little hoofsies in there, even though he's literally like Gorgon's got like those little kickback legs a little bit. So like, uh huh. Yeah, it's it, those just don't fit in a shoe. I mean, it would fit in a shoe, but I don't know how you'd walk. Uh, it'd be like trying to walk on your calf. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, this actor, I felt so bad for him because the whole time I'm like, he's one. Of, he's one of my favorite Inhumans. I was like, because Gorgon just yeah. looks cool. He's got like that, whatever that. But the actor just got. Yeah, handed a raw deal until he was finally. I'm not putting those things on. You're gonna put me in some boots, and that's it. And it's like they do one scene where they show they shoot his boots in such a way that where they look like enormous clown shoes. And I think that that was a way of them being like, okay, well, we gotta sort of justify that this is his hooves are in there. But from other angles, they look totally normal. So it's just very confusing. And they don't show him putting on boots or anything. He just arrives in boots and then just like, okay, just accept it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the thing. Accept the thing. I, the Inhumans, each of them in the comics, have some pretty wild looks. I, um, I am, I have sympathy for, and my heart goes out, and I want to just applaud the costume designer on the show. Um, because it does look like they were given 25 cents in a paperclip and told to work miracles and they did the best that they could. That being said, the costumes on the show look very bad. <laughs> and they, the changes that they make, uh, to their costume, to their comic book counterparts in order to sort of make it cool for TV or at least practical for TV at the time, it, are not not good they're just not good no like er, everyone is wrong so my like my favorite inhuman is karnak who uh, yeah every i think i I I don't want to speak for everybody but i i want to i would guess that everyone's favorite is karnak because he's just the coolest yeah i mean dude comic see see a person's weakness just hit you right there take you right out that's cool i like that what they did to Karnak's outfit in this one was, uh, I don't know, like, kind of went to, like, either a Ren Fair or something and, and, and bought him, like, a, a half leather jacket from, uh, uh <laughs> yeah. Leather Barn or something. Yeah, ye, ye oldie half leather jackets. Yeah. Oh. So, so bad. It, it, not even, I mean, I get it. You know, a lot of these costumes are fairly muted in colors too. But like, come on, let's make this green stand out a little bit more. Let's 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 give him some more of his his look, other than shaving the dude's uh, what's what's his name? Hold on, Ken Leung. Yeah. yeah, instead of just shaving his hairline further oh, back. They made him look real bad, because if you're not familiar, Karnak has a a, a, a sizable melon in the comics. Uh, this version, they're like, well, let's give you. What if we just like really shaved your hairline back and then gave you a bunch of quote unquote cool tattoos? 
Yeah. That being said, that being said, I his scene where he sort of plots out all the different uh, possibilities of the things he's going to do so he can pick the right one, which is Karnak's thing, uh, is cool. Yeah, I thought it was probably one of the better uh, parts of the episode, kind of seeing it plays out, because we were, I was watching it with Tanya, and uh, he gets shot, and I was just like, that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen at all. That's it's like... like if that's I, his literal thing that's his thing like he's like oh you were going to no 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 don't worry and then i'm gonna hit you right here and it's gonna blow out your spleen you're gonna really hate it that's his thing so i was just like oh but then when they did the whole rewinding and showing it's like oh, all right that's neat you know yeah so analyzing stuff like that it's definitely cooler than a hoof uh, <laughs> or, you uh know, semi-animated hair yeah yeah Another costume note I want to point out is that we saw in, you know, obviously this is movie budget, so it doesn't, it's hard to compare, but we saw in, in Multiverse of Madness that they, they can do a Black Bolt costume almost 100% comic book accuracy with the tuning fork and everything and the underarm wings, all the goofy stuff that you wouldn't think would work from a comic. And, they, and it worked really well. <laughs> it looked good on the screen. Uh... They are very hesitant and uh, afraid to to do the same uh, with this show. Uh, so, as a sort of make good for not oh, doing God. that, oh, they God. give us uh, he's a maniac, maniac black bolt. He's got a cool sweatband, oh, uh, crown thing that has like hints of the tuning fork. But the lengths that they went and how goofy the headband looks, you're just like, this is what you, these are the hoops that you jump through to not put a tuning fork on a, a cowl? Are you kidding me? You should have just put the damn tuning fork on it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I laughed so much when that he was wearing that little crown of shame. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is that, that's a good way of describing it. It is a very much a crown of shame. Yeah, and I feel so bad for Anson Mount, like just in general, because here, here he is, he's a great actor, and you're like, oh yeah, by the way, you're not gonna, you're not gonna look really good in this. We're gonna have to dye your hair a really odd color brown for you. That doesn't seem to work. <laughs> yeah, then we're gonna have to really comb, comb that Grecian formula in. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, we're gonna give you this headband that is just too textured but also like scared of even putting the tuning fork on they're so scared of that tuning fork they didn't even really put it on lockjaw yeah lockjaw also has a tuning fork in the comics they didn't even dare they just made the coloration of his fur look like not and they didn't even make it look like a tuning fork it looks like a v they didn't yeah. they were so scared to even approach the idea of a tuning fork I wonder if they like if they just market tested tuning forks. You're like, they don't. Work. Nobody likes this. Nobody knows what a tuning fork is. They won't get it. Yeah, they'll just be like, why has he got a U on his forehead? Which universities does he fight for? What? Yeah, you know, then you could say anything though, and then you can be like, you know, wherever you what market you premiere it in, you just sub that university's major school, like the oh. major school of that market in. 
Disney Plus if you're listening and want to go <laughs> back on. and spend like 750 <laughs> bucks to fix up some of these episodes. <laughs> we could be the George Lucas uh, special editions of, uh, of Inhumans <laughs> presented by the Pop Saga Pals. Two did TMTM Incorporated. I love it. Uh, uh, I mean, the worst part is Black Bolt's costume. In, it, it's like probably some of the better colors that you'd want for screen too. And they they even even his outfit here, even with the little silver piping, wasn't like bold enough or strong enough for me. It just I don't know. It just looked like they took it off the set of the um, one of the X Men movies, and they're just like, Ugh. all right, it's your thing now, Black Bolt. Wear it with pride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Anson Mount, though, the amazing, now, you know, uh, America's darling, the world's darling, as, uh, as Captain Pike on Strange New Worlds. Um, you gotta give it up to him, though, because he did the, he does so much, he does as much as he can, I should say, with this role, and they don't give him a lot. He gets a couple of, like, stern looks, he can't talk, obviously, because of the nature of his power, um, but he has a sign language that he, that is not ASL. Obviously it can't be, uh, it can't be sign language that we would find on earth. Cause he is, as we mentioned before, he comes from the moon. Um, and so he invented that from whole cloth. Uh, apparently when asked about it back when the, this came out all, all those many years ago, um, he, uh, said that. He invented it, and he also, like, he didn't have the whole language figured out. But if there were, um, if there was a second season or a third season, he definitely would. <laughs> so I guess it never, it never got there. Sure, I'd hold, I, I'd withhold that too. Be like, I'll give you that secret. Let's get us another season on the books first. Then you get the whole language. <laughs> then you could sell the book that tells people how to speak uh, Boltigan. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, uh, yeah, of the Boltigan clan. Um, yeah. I mean, look, he, he definitely did the best he could with what he was given. and uh, Absolutely. You know, I think I felt like the same thing even with uh, Ramsey's Maximus. There, You know, he tried his best, but some of the writing was a little, uh, what's the word? Stiff? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is, it's it's shooting for something aesthetically, something I can't quite place and I don't think worked 100% of the time, uh, but they were definitely trying for something. Um, the show sort of confusingly wraps up after two, um, two young Inhumans enter the Terragenesis chamber and undergo their transformation into to becoming their true form. It's always like a it's like a a, a gotcha pond that will ruin your life, uh, because or or make it better because basically whatever how cool your powers are kind of depend as we said before, uh, determine your place in the caste system. So we see that play out. Um, uh, one girl gets uh, butterfly wings and can fly, and so of course that means big you know bright future for her. Uh, the, her brother, I think, 
that that's a relationship, but her brother comes out with like the powers to to tell confusing portents about the future uh that only that people can only figure out what they mean in hindsight. Yeah, like probably, it. probably the worst future telling power you can possibly have. I mean, it's hard to tell that he was telling the future for a moment other than him just spouting randomness. So yeah, it's uh, not that great. Especially it's a bit it's a bit Nostradamus-y, isn't it? He says these things that, that could interp- be interpreted a lot of different ways, and then people kind of ascribe what he said to what happens. For example, uh, he uh, he is touched by uh, Maximus, and is that his name, Maximus? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maximus Every time I say it, I'm like, it, I can't. It can't be that. And it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is touched by Maximus, and. Um, he sees, he goes, I see you, uh, you're covered in snakes. They have you up against the wall. Uh, later in the episode when he attacks Medusa or he, he really comes on strong in a very gross way. Uh, she uses her hair to pin him up against the wall. So I guess the the hair kind of looks like snakes and he wasn't pinned up against the wall. He was pinned up against a pillar. Yeah. Column at best. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I guess that's what he was talking about. But the second time he uses his powers, he's like, hey, this kid told me I would be lying in a beautiful stream. But I, there's no streams around here at all. And that character who said that uh, gets his head smashed into the ground and then is lying in a pool of blood. Again, not a stream. Not pretty. <laughs> like, I mean, do you blame him because it's really his interpretations of what he saw? Or do you think his powers are that abstract? I think like, his powers just suck. I think they're uh, just not good. It's like he sees you, then it's just like uh, uh, just random uh, tr- pressing your luck on Google image search and hoping that you're going to get something that you're looking for. Yeah. yeah just I see shit. you floating down a r- lazy river. A uh, drinking beer. Oh my god, I was in a battleship on the sea and then depth charges were dropped. That's those are kind of like beers, right? He's dead on. He's perfect. You should listen to everything he has to say, 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 say. <laughs> Yeah. I mean to be fair though, I don't even think I'd want the butterfly wings. They are pretty intense, uh, but she didn't use know how to use them right off the bat, which I really that's, kind of have to give her credit for. Yeah, that's nice. That's, that's nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Ramses, uh, <laughs> aka Maximus, uh, enacts his his dastardly plot. We find out he is the one who has killed poor Stanley Upkiss uh, <laughs> at the first part of the episode, and it set this whole thing in motion. And uh, he uh, he participates and uh, successfully leads a coup for the Attilian whatever throne, um, and uh, and that has that causes the royal family to flee. I, <laughs> Maximus uh, gets ahead of this the rumors that might start by 
projecting himself up on a big old sky TV yeah. and being like, hey, everybody, anyway, listen, what a guy has died, and the royal family, they're gone. But trust me, I'll figure it out. Anyway, bye. Don't ask questions. Everything's fine. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not going to look at any of the cameras as I'm saying this. <laughs> it's almost like they thought of this scene afterwards, and this was just a scene they shot in the hallway. Yes. Like it's like some people were like, I don't know, maybe some of the lower cast people got the you know, Willy Wonka golden ticket type of thing, and they finally got to visit the palace that day. And there was, all this chaos there was a going tour on. group. Yeah, a tour group. And then he's just all like, no, we will get to this. And he's, because he doesn't look directly at the camera, like to the people at all. He's looking yeah. everywhere else. At first, I thought this was, I don't know how much, or how recently you've watched like Star Trek series like The Next Generation, but they used to do this trick where they would show the side of, they would show the view screen from the side. And. Obviously, they can't have the weird optical illusion of the, the, the picture still looking like it's looking at the camera when it's really talking to someone, you know, uh, to the left of the of the view screen. Mm. So they would show the the, le- the right side of the person's face as if to say, this is like a fully 3D image and you can walk around it and see different things depending on where you stand on the bridge. It I thought it, they were going for something like that. But it is so in profile that I can't imagine what, like who is seeing the front of his face. No one is. I don't get it. It was, I mean, Mass of the Universe did it perfectly right. First time out the group. Like, just steal that. Just do that. Yeah. It, it, yep. Right. Yeah, do that. Just do that. That works perfectly fine. Bunch of pictures facing every damn way. Same shoots being said. It works magnifique. This thing was just like, oh, yeah, well, we'll get to it eventually. Don't worry. Uh, the family you probably really don't think that much about of. Yeah, they uh, tried to do what? Coo yeah. ourselves? <laughs> I, I don't... guess. I, I, don't, I don't know. I love also how like he's talking and they show that same lower cast guy who called out uh, who called out Maximus be like, you got a stupid power. You should be working in the mines. <laughs> they, they definitely like they have that actor. And they like show a shot of him uh, reacting to this news. Like, when do y'all work in the mines? <laughs> Is it a Saturday or something? Is that why Blackagar Boltagon has went into his bowl room? His room that is shaped like a bowl? And he's to think while all this stuff happens? Because we're like, we can't explain how he wouldn't be able to stop all these people. <laughs> we, have to, we have to put him somewhere. That. We have to put him somewhere that that he can't. That's like surrounded by a heavy door and so much concrete that he can't possibly figure out what's happening. Exactly, because to be fair, you know, we haven't really talked about his powers outside of him. the The slightest whisper of his voice could destroy things. Him talking would just kill anything in front of him. He's also super strong. He can fly. Like he's he's like the total package in human. He could have fooled me, John. Yeah, not <laughs> because, this one. Not because this one. when they come in with a bunch of guns that look like hair dryers, and uh, and he's doing his coup, uh, Black Bolt takes the time to wind up. Yep. He's like, he, again, as you said, super strong, can't fly, so he could just let his fist do the talking. Yep. But he's like, all right, now I'm going to kill you instead, and I'm going to do so by going... 
<laughs> I'm about, you know, in his brain, he's like, ooh, I want to say something so good. It's going to be cool. It's gonna he could have just up. been like, he could have just been like, dickhead. And then, yeah. <laughs> then Maximus would have just been a bunch of pink goo. Yep. Spread across his giant cement ball. That he nice try, dickhead. <laughs> Come at me no. when you got something else. What? Yep. <laughs> anyway. He wouldn't. No, but uh, no. The Lockjaw comes into the last minute and takes him away before he's able to, I don't know. I don't know what he was planning on doing. I mean, I guess he was planning on saying, hey. I, this is the only word. You jerk! Like, I don't think I've ever said a single thing where I've been like, I hate it! You gotta constantly, yeah, work your way up to it. Yeah, no, I don't. It's funny, like, how all the inhumans got taken out. It's going like, no, that just, that just, no. No. No, that just don't, no, that don't work. Unfortunately, sorry, you picked the wrong ones. Maybe you should have picked a bunch of ones that weren't these inhumans. But yeah, you're not coming at them with, like, a 22 or something that that doesn't work with them no all. yeah you don't have a bunch of yeah and medusa's one scene where she gets to use her powers is so terrible and it's so sad that they just immediately cut her hair it's also really gross it feels super intimate yep. and and violating it. and it was awful to watch and the fact that it like again i don't know I don't know what the this actor's situation is. Maybe she was like, great, I love it. I've always wanted short hair. And this was like a really great thing for her. And it's I shouldn't feel bad for her at all. But it was like also like hair's like people take a lot of pride in their hair. Like <laughs> she has beautiful hair in general. And they're like, here, listen, this show's gonna go for eight seasons. Here's some clippers. Put them on, take it, shave your hair off. You won't regret it. Hey, sorry. You know what we told you about your hair yesterday? The show's been canceled. Yeah. It felt like, you know, and your hair is finished being shaved for the show that's going to go for eight seasons. What's that? Phone call for me? It was <laughs> like immediately, like right afterwards. Like, what? No! Uh, yeah, it, that's why I'm saying it kind of gives off that Game of Thrones vibe. Like, first season vibe where everything had to be like oversexed or just creepy so there was like a water cooler moment and sure whole, yeah you know the whole thing is like even when she's about to get her hair cut and her, her hair is like punching a few people left and right i'm like not enough hair her hair should be yeah. strangling people from like 10 feet away like this is it's a crazy amount of hair she has it's just not enough and then uh, to your point it was just so gross yeah not worth it uh, not worth it for the scene. I think you're right about the whole Game of Thrones thing. It definitely felt like it was trying to be shocking and uh, and salacious in a way, um, but it just did, did it just didn't get there. Uh, really funny that all the marketing art too had had Medusa with all that hair, and then just like <laughs> episode one, say goodbye. It, it fooled you. Teehee, you're going to have to deal with this other lady in a wig and spray paint. Oh, my God. You know, her costume's probably the best version sure. out of all of them, but that, they did her dirty, too. Like, yeah. It's just, I mean, don't even put it on at that point. Or give her a hair hairband or something that 
has the the shape of it. Don't don't even try. Instead of just spray painting a black street across it, and be like, yeah, this works. This works. Yeah, yeah. Honorable. I gotta give an honorable mention to Tryptophobia uh, Eye Guy, uh, whose uh, Inhuman Powers is showing clips from the episode through his eyes. Oh yeah. Good for him. <laughs> Good for shout out to that guy. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> From the same angles as the show we're watching, uh, but just coming through his horrible, horrible eyes that I'm sure nobody likes to look at. No, Lord, no. And then the, and then he chooses to, he could probably just send them in one spot where everyone could watch it, but he also chooses to shoot the images through the room in other angles for, uh, for them to watch or have to follow what's being displayed. That's what I remember. It's just like you could see the image float in front of Black Bolt. You're like, he was watching it just fine where you had it the first time. You don't need to keep doing what you're doing. But yeah. Cool power. If I could do that and watch some Netflix, that'd be all right. <laughs> uh, uh, a fun uh, little bit of trivia about the the show um probably one of the reasons why the budget for everything else looked so threadbare was the first two episodes were shot with IMAX cameras and shown on uh IMAX screens for a few weeks uh it ran for two weeks and made uh, 3.5 million dollars uh, back in uh, 2017. I think I said 2015 before. That was a mistake. 2017 uh, is the actual premiere date of the Inhumans. But re- who cares? <laughs> August 28th. It's a, hey, you know what? It's When this show comes out, it's going to be pretty dang close. Oh, uh, about a week away from the anniversary. The five-year anniversary. Uh... God, can, you, can you believe it's only been five years. <laughs> In this instance, no. It, no. It's it like this was from, from 2011. Yeah. Like, I mean, this this could have been um, not even peak sci-fi network. 2017. Uh, that's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, shot in IMAX. That's probably, I think that's why the reason what, can you imagine seeing Triton it on the IMAX screen? I would have got my money back. <laughs> I'd have to leave. Cause they would have been like, excuse me, sir. Could you stop laughing? I'd be like, no, did you just see the mask? You'd be like, somebody stop, stop me <laughs> from laughing at the show. Uh, so, uh, John, what is your what is your final thoughts uh, on the scale of better than Secret Invasion? Is it the same as Secret Invasion? Same quality level? Worse or better than Secret Invasion? Oh, this is really tough. Because the troll answer, I want to say that it is better than Secret Invasion. <laughs> um... But Secret Invasion was a little bit more cohesive, oddly enough. Um, definitely better acted, but not by much. <laughs> but they both had the same problem. I, I had my same problem with both of them. I just didn't really 
care about the outcomes. Yeah. It was just like, eh, okay. You're a bunch of palace people getting kicked out of your palace for some reason. I don't really care. And then Secret of Asia was like, I, I don't care what happens to this. It's not advancing anything because neither one of them advanced anything. Mm-hmm. So in that part, they're very equal. Um, but like I said earlier, there were some things in there that made me kind of go like, eh, if I watched episode two, would it be that bad? To kind of see where that uh, thread pays off or see where we learn a little bit more about Black Bolt. You know, the past. answer is yes, it would. It would be that bad. Yeah, or worse. And that's the, you know. But you were intrigued. I was intrigued, which was more than I can say that it was for uh, Secret Evasion. Secret Evasion, each time an episode ended, I was like, holy shit, what did I just watch? This one was like, what did I just watch? I wonder what the other episodes are like. So, yeah, Secret Evasion's still better, but uh, not by much. Not by much. Yeah, I agree. I think Secret Invasion is better. In fact, I would go as far as to say that if you just compare the premiere episodes of both side by side, Secret Invasion makes, or this makes Secret Invasion look like Citizen Kane. (laughs) uh, After I finished this, I was like, "Ah, what's going on with Secret Invasion? Getting to season two? And I had to shake my head violently. Uh, didn't know what came over me, but, uh, I agree. I think, um, secret invasion is better than this. So it is not as good as secret invasion and human. Sorry, you did not pass the test. You, uh, are relegated to the annals of history, uh, where you belong. Um, but you will not be dethroning, uh, uh, secret invasion today. I don't think, um, so I think that's where we're going to wrap it up. I hope you enjoyed this very fun episode of a pop saga about a very suspect episode from the history of superhero television. Uh, and with that, we will wrap up the show by saying, first and foremost, thank you to Burton M6 for all the incredible music on our show. You can check our show notes for a link to his Fiverr page and how to get in contact with him. So check it out. If you would like, highly recommended as far as we are concerned. Uh, and of course, uh, there are all sorts of ways to get in touch with us as well in our show notes. But the best way to get in touch with us is to join our Discord server where we're always talking about the latest episode, news, and pictures of John's amazing toy collection, uh, which you can check out if you join as well. That is free to join. Discord's easy to set up, and we would love to have you there if you're listening to this. Uh, And as always, actually, before I go into that, I would just like to say we talked a lot about Hawaii on today's show. I'm sure you're aware out there of the tragedy that is is unfolding in Hawaii as we speak, specifically on Maui. The, uh, uh, The devastation that was caused by the wildfire is unimaginable. And, uh... I suggest that we listen to the people of Hawaii, uh, stay away uh, for the time being, if you're going, if you're thinking of going there for touristy reasons, but I encourage you and everyone out there to give if you can. 
uh, vet your sources. Make sure you're giving to a charity that will actually make its the, that money will make its way to Hawaii. But uh, let's all pull together and uh, get Maui back on its feet. The tragedy over there is unimaginable. It's insane. Yeah, I uh, it's this is no way about me at all. But that is the I'm not I've only been to Hawaii one time. And the place that is uh, Lihana that is now gone, uh, for the most part, is one of the only places I've ever visited. It was beautiful. People were amazing. The history was incredible. And it's gone. So anything that I think that we can help give and give generously to to help out an amazing part of uh, these United States, um, I highly recommend it. I'm going to be doing it. Um, but with that said, uh, we would like to tell you all out there, as we like to say at the end of every show, however you choose to listen to us, wherever you are in the world, that we hope that you're, uh, happy and healthy. And if you're not, that's okay too. Uh, but I'm going to throw it over to John for the final word. Remember folks to quote Black Bolt. Have a good night, everybody. Hey, thank you for tuning in to all my super fans. Hope you coming back again. Got a shout out to Fresca. I know you riding with me as we pull up in the Hyundai Daily City. <laughs> you want the hype? I got you. Gotta keep it locked right here on Pop Saga. Woo! Pop Saga, let's go. 